Welcome to the podcast. My name is Toby Zapier and I'm your host. And I'm your host, Susan Zapier. And this is What God Has Done. Where miracles unleash faith. Welcome to What God Has Done, brought to you by the Christian Journal Co. My name is Susan and I've got Toby who's going to be hosting this episode with me today. I'll hand it over to you, Toby. Hello to all our listeners and our viewers. Um, Today we have two special women. One is my wife. Thank you. Um, But there's another uh, very special woman here today. She's a divorce coach. Um, She has climbed over one Hundred <laughs> mountains, and that's not even a joke. <laughs> she has had many spiritual encounters with Jesus. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together for the one, the only Michelle Cos. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. It's awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, so, I guess what, what's been happening in your world? Michelle? Life is amazing with God at the centre. I've recently completed the Influential Coach course with legendary coaches, Joel Brown and Nash Mackey, which is where I met Susan and Toby. So I'm now coaching and I'm really in that space of supporting men and women um, heal from divorce and Mm. and that major life transition I've recently just got back from a trip through Vietnam, backpacking with my son through there and also a trip into Kosovo National Park solo to hit uh, a few more summits. (laughs) (laughs) So life is good. And I love that introduction about climbing mountains. That's not just like a spiritual thing. That's a physical thing. You've you've climbed hundreds of mountains. Is that right? I I wouldn't even count them. Yeah, they're just – I love – I'm obsessed with climbing mountains. It's the epitome for me just to be solo – um, and that is truly where I've encountered God in the most incredible ways. Amazing. It's, it's a dangerous hobby, though. Well, you'll hear more about that. Today, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> it's probably not the safest hobby, right? It's, um, it does. I mean, look, it's very biblical to go up mountains, you know. So that's right. Jesus go you, did. you know. Thank you. Jesus did. Moses did, you know. So, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Go, I'm in good company. That's yeah. it, you know. <laughs> go, go climb, go, go, just keep climbing mountains. All good. Uh, yeah, 100%. literally. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love it. I will. <laughs> no, that's so awesome. So we want to ask you a little bit about what God has done in your life. Um, and I guess there's so many, so many areas of your life to explore, right, when we ask this question. Mm-hmm. Is there any particular part of your testimony that you want to share with the viewers about what God has done? whether yeah. it be coming to the Lord or um, a miracle, a sign or a wonder. I want to know, sorry, I want to know how did you first encounter Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let me tell you a bit about my background. So I grew up in a Christian home, Christian family, going to church, going to a Christian school um, and my dad was a preacher when I was in high school oh, wow. as well. So I was very involved in the church, teaching Sunday school, involved in all aspects, church band, all of it. And then as I became an adult, I drifted away from my faith. I stopped going to church. I stopped reading the Bible. It was on the shelves. And I stopped praying in really any meaningful way. And as I continued to progress through my adulthood, 
I drifted further and further from God and became more and more of the world and all that it is. Mm. Even dabbling, you know, I was becoming obsessed with, I did so much yoga and I saged the house and I popped some crystals out <laughs> on the moon and, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is where I was headed. And then in 2018 I ended my marriage of nearly 15 years and then I launched myself into the dating world and I just I dated like a crazy woman I dated so much because my I was just so over my marriage and completely unbeknownst to me unconsciously I brought forward into that all my patterns and wounds and my traumas mm. from my marriage and my childhood my emotional unavailability mm. uh, my longing to be loved and chosen and validated by men yet doing a spectacular job at only choosing men who could not possibly love and choose me in return. So um, I got my heart smashed to smithereens a couple of times. I got my heart broken. But I just went out straight back into the dating scene. Like I never gave myself an opportunity to feel or uh, face any of it. So and then the second time I was falling in love, I was in a relationship, but there was so much uh, misalignment with my soul at a deeper level Mm. and my body was screaming at me. Like they say the body talks and it was this situation, like I just was racked with anxiety and so I ended that and in that I broke my heart again and I think there was a compounding effect because I'd never felt, I just pushed out my feelings all the way along. And in that heartbreak, it was just so painful because on top of that came previous heartbreak and previous loss and mm. the betrayal and trauma of my marriage. And the pain in that was just so indescribable. It was, if anyone has <coughs> been through heartbreak, it's like that physical feeling of your entire chest cavity just being ripped mm. into pieces like over and over and over this relentless inescapable pain and it was in that like I was just brought to my knees of like enough enough like time out I cannot keep doing this it was that point of um I'm the common denominator of my life and it's up to me to take some radical self-responsibility and I need to change and at that point at age 42 I'm now 44 um I had been in relationships romantic relationships with men for 24 years non-stop not a breath in between Mm. so it was time to be on my own Mm. and I embarked on a healing journey and I started to face my soul for the first time in my life facing all my trauma facing all my wounds facing my patterns facing my past facing my belief system my values and purging it and burning it to the ground and burning it to the ground again over and over and feeling finally all that I had needed to feel for all these pain that had occurred in Mm. my life and I would run into the botanic gardens every day near me and cry like seriously guys ugly cry every day (laughs) for about six months I had so much just to somatically release and it was in this healing journey, like in this painful alchemy, I was the caterpillar in the cocoon, that my younger sister said to me, um, it's a great podcast. So I listened to it and it was Pastor Rick Warren of Daily Hope yep. and it was a series on prayer. Mm-hmm. So I started listening 
to that and it really struck a chord with me and I remember the day it was the 14th of August 2021 and when I got to the botanic gardens and I normally just been meditating you know where it's all about you 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 and instead of that I started talking to God like he was actually my heavenly father pouring my heart out to him and I haven't stopped and everything started to change from there can I ask a question of course have you had that relationship with God beforehand where you were just pouring out your heart to him no no because you grew up in a Christian home yeah but you hadn't experienced that personal relationship with the Lord no no and that's very interesting I think God was more of the big scary guy in the sky yes there was not a personal relationship Mm. And as I continued to actually speak, you know, it was a dialogue. It was more of a mm. conversation, yeah. a relationship. Sure. I became to know the Father's love. Like yes. it just hit me so hard. And I stepped into this place of surrender. And as a reformed control freak, people please like <laughs> surrender. Oh, my gosh, this is a whole new space, but beautiful space to be in. And from there I started going church again and I love going to church and praising God and learning more and reading the Bible and as I continue to seek him he continued to reveal himself to me and I reached a point where he called me to the mountain and when I say he called (laughs) me to the mountain it was like go now and when I say the mountain, it was to the highest mountain in Western Europe, Mont Blanc. So he said, go now. And the next day I booked my flight. Yes, I have a son and an ex-husband. Somehow the Holy Spirit moved and took care of that. So and two weeks later, I got off a plane in Geneva. I love that obedience. I the Lord tells you, go climb this mountain. The next day you go. Crazy boldness and courage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so glad I acted in obedience there. Yeah. I got off the plane. I had my pack, a one-man tent I'd never used before. It's all new to me. A sleeping bag, like seven to ten days worth of food. And caught the bus to the mountain. I started walking. Completely surrendered. No plan. No agenda. Completely surrendered and reliant on God. I had a flight out. 12 days later, that was it. So I set off on this journey and it was like I entered the, like to me, it felt like I entered the kingdom of God. I got to walk 200 kilometres through the Alps with my heavenly father and I just encountered miracles in the supernatural and unbelievable joy and peace there. Like it was was staggering and I'm so honoured and privileged and humbled to have had that experience like wow. it was just incredible and mm. God's provision and his crazy love was just so evident to me and it was on the second night of that trip that I had my so I I had four to give this context I had four encounters with my death in four consecutive months okay wow. so let me start to share some of this it was yep. on the second night of this trip that I had my first encounter and as I came to my camp for the night where God had you know, provided a spot for me to pitch my tent, I'm on top of a mountain around 2,600 metres in the Alps of, where was I, France at that point. 
the most spectacular, incredible, astonishing sunset of my life, 360 degrees. My tent is pitched on this green grass surrounded by wildflowers with these views that I couldn't wow. even have comprehended existed on this planet. Like it mm. was just heaven. Like my was exploding with joy just to be sharing this, just to be there with my Heavenly Father in this. And as I went to bed that night, it was so profound to me and I was talking to God. I'm like, I can die now. Like literally, like, Lord, I don't need to wake up tomorrow. I know my eternity is assured. I know that I'm going to spend the rest of my my eternity in heaven with Mm. you. I've reached the epitome. Like this is it. I'm ready to die. (laughs) I, I can die now at peace. But I did wake up the next day and I I finished that trip. And, yeah, as I said, amazing. Isn't it so great when you have these encounters with God and, you know, we have these encounters where we feel God is so close, you know, and I love what you said, like I knew my eternity um, is assured. assured, That's the word I was looking for, is, is assured, you know. And I guess when you have that encounter with God, you know, hey, this is this is going to be what it's going to be like in your presence forever, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just it's such a beautiful kind of place to be in, especially if he's called you out on a mission to spend time with him mm. in a sense, right? Mm. Um, and then obediently you've taken off, you've gone, and now, now he's, he's, he's showing, you're encountering him, his love, his beauty, yes. mm. you know? Um, and and the scenery, you know, everything that he's created for yes. us to enjoy, you know, nature, um, as 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 raw as it is, you know. And when yeah. I say raw, I mean without any human hands that have touched it or manipulated it in in, in any way, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in the way that he spoke it into existence. You kind of look, you know. I mean, I haven't been at the top of a mountain, but I mean. I've looked at a couple of photos on Google. No, 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 no. We'll, yeah, I'm just trying to be funny. But, you know, like when I'm flying in a plane, I will look over. And even when before I was um, a Christian, I would look over out the window and I would see these beautiful clouds and I would just praise God. I would really just praise him. Even as a non-Christian, I'll be like, I would just say, this is so beautiful. Wow, God, your creation, you know. Is this the heavens? Is this what the heavens look like? That would be like a, a thing that I would say. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, so I, I I loved that that you shared that. Yeah. Yeah. And also that searching that the twenty was it twenty two years of dating. Um, yeah, twenty four twenty four years Gosh. with a fifteen year marriage in there as yeah. well. Yeah. And you're looking but for like, love. You're looking for the love, the love yes. of the father. Yes. Yes. And then when you find the love of the father, you almost don't want to leave his presence because that love is so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's an unconditional love that we can't find in human beings. That's right. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, but I love how you said, like, take me now. I know where I'm going. That's it. <laughs> know, there's no fear. There's no, no fear, fear in death. That's right. Because perfect love casts out all fear. Come on. Right? Yes. His perfect yes. love is what casts out all of that fear that you probably would have had in the past. But there's some listeners that probably think, well, no, we're not going to be with the Father until we until Jesus returns. And we go to heaven, but that's not true. Like the Father wants to be with you now, right? Absolutely. And that intimacy, that love, we can experience it now. It's crazy, love. 
like yeah. start paying attention to people. That's it's right. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to. You don't have to climb a mountain. I mean, if no. God calls you to no. climb that mountain, climb that mountain. But mm. you know, it could be anywhere. It could be in your bedroom. It could be in the car Absolutely. driving to work. You can it have God be. moments everywhere. Yeah. But this is so Absolutely. special when God calls you out to something and says, "Hey, come here. I yep. want to spend time with you." Oh, it's yeah. almost like a father or a mother or a parent guardian says, I'm going to set aside this time yeah. just to spend with you yeah. rather than yeah, us. Yeah, it was so you know, special. Because we, we make time to spend yeah. with God, right, and God's always readily available. Just like a child, you can go to your parents, yeah. you know, and say, hey, I want to do this. But it's something so special when God says to you, hey, mm. do you want to so do, do this with me? Yeah. Do you want to come along? Do you want to come away? You know, it's almost like a dad grabbing his daughter and saying, I'm taking you out for pancakes on, on, a, <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. In a sense, he's like, let me show you what I've, oh, man, I'm getting, I'm, the Holy Spirit's moving here. In a sense, like mm. God's say, saying to you, come to this place with me yeah. and I want to show you what I've created. Yeah. I want, to sh- I want you to dwell and I want you to enjoy in what I've created with me. And I'm going to provide for you every yeah. step of the way. Yeah. Like you know? I didn't know where I was going to sleep each night oh, and I was wild. just praying and I was provided for. And, I mean, generally this was in the wilderness and the mountains, so, you know, I'm hiding in the, the bush sort of thing. But there was one section I was going through Switzerland and there was little villages all the way and I was like, oh, I don't want to disappear, like just disappear here. So I was praying as I did every afternoon. I prayed specifically, Lord, by 6 o'clock this evening, can you? Revealed to me where I'm going to stay for the night. And at 5.40 p.m. I was passing through a village and there was a cherry tree in the street and I was picking cherries. And a family came <laughs> up to me. That's what I know. I mean, I've been picking wild blueberries and raspberries and strawberries the whole way. Like, again, just the provision, drinking water from the earth, like all of this. Yeah. yeah. And this family came up to me and started talking. They spoke English and that's one miracle. And offered for me to sleep to camp in their backyard. Oh, wow. And then cooked for me that night fresh produce from their veggie patch, organic veggie patch, like just amazing wow. provision. Another day on that, as I was ending the trip, I'd run out of sunscreen. I'd taken not enough. And the sun was pretty harsh. It was summer in Europe, long days, and I was on this to a long day, 25 kilometres, crazy elevation, a crazy climb with a full pack and the descent was brutal. It was just this gravel slippery dip virtually. I was just praying, praying, praying to just keep my mind off the pain in my knees and just this hard slog. Prayed for everyone I knew that day. <laughs> but I also prayed for sunscreen. I remember joking with God like it's good. I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't passing through any more villages at this point. It's going to have to fall from the sky. Ha, ha, ha. Like the fresh manner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I found, who I, you know, led to my little camp in the forest. Beautiful. The next morning I wake up and I make my way through the, to the glacial stream, as idyllic as it, you know, it was in real life. There's no trails here. I'm not on the trail. I'm just walking through the woods to the stream. And I sit down on a rock and I splash my face. As I sit up and turn around, there was a tube of sunscreen on my crowd. I'm like, God! (laughs) Like, I could just see him in that moment, like, laughing and delighting with me. Like, 
He provides. Like, even he in the just storm. provides, like the God of this universe, yeah, who has all the power of heaven and earth in his hand. Gave me sunscreen in the crazy. forest. Like it's crazy. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's so good. So I came back from that trip and just encountering God's crazy love and crazy provision and made the decision to get baptized. Um, and so on the 14th of August, 22, exactly one year by divine synchronicity after I'd started speaking to God as my heavenly father, I was baptized. So there's my second encounter with my death in the death of the old me and mm. the rebirth of the yes. new me. One month to the day after that date, I was in Brisbane for work and I was, I'm a runner and I was running after work around the river there, listening to praise and worship music. And I was hit full pelt from behind by a cyclist. And I dove, effectively dove headfirst into the concrete, carving out my skull, uh, tearing my entire cheek from my lower lid on my right side of the face down. I was off to emergency and ambulance and a neck brace, CT scans, x-rays, and I had surgery to reconstruct my face. And um, so many near misses there. I saw the plastic surgeon just this week, actually, who was checking up on the scars progression because it's been a year now. And he's like, you dodged a, it's like, it says it to me again, you dodged a bullet mm. because where I clocked my head on the ground, like I could have instant, like, I could have been paralyzed. I could yeah, be well. brain damaged. I could have lost an eye. Like, and I just missed a major nerve here, which would have permanently paralyzed wow. my face. As yes. it was, I was temp. Uh, I was paralyzed in my face temporarily because there was so much damage. So the recovery from that and God's provision um, was amazing. Even in the hospital, I was sharing a room with a United Church chaplain, a beautiful lady, and we were praying and sharing devotions throughout my four-day oh, wow. stay there and then as I came home obviously I wasn't going to work and I just spent my time flat out on the earth in the gardens just praying to God seeking him praying for healing and um and the healing has been amazing like oh, you absolutely. could probably I mean, cannot I see it yeah, but no, you, you probably won't you can't notice it. it but even at two months after I sent the photos through to the um, plastic surgeon who reconstructed this like this is not normal. This is like four times faster yeah. yes. than what I would expect to Lord. see in yeah. patients. So amazing. Yeah. You hear it all the time, right? People have like um, accidents or and, and believers, right? And their recovery rate is like times four, yeah. you know, Same. times six. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they're, they're saying, oh, you know, I did an Achilles tendon or something like that and and um, I wouldn't. I'm not able to walk for the doctor said six weeks, and I'm I'm in a moon boot in two weeks. Yeah. You know? And they're like, well, this is a really rapid recovery. You know. Yeah. So, no, hey, we we champion that, and <laughs> we can see God's done an amazing miracle. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be able to tell anything. Yeah. If you, you didn't, if you didn't tell us, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. Yeah. So I know. All glory to him. So grateful. Your your face is literally a testimony. It is. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that. to miraculous healing hand. Literally, your face. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but not one to let, you know, let getting my head smashed into the concrete stop me. <laughs> God called me to the mountain again, and this time it was Mount Everest. So defying all expectations, 
one month after this accident, I headed to Nepal and soloed to a base camp. No Sherpa, no porter, just me, me and my pack um, to Everest Base Camp in five days via Komala, which is 5,055 metres, a detour. Again, encountered God just incredible ways like on that trip, which, you know, I share a lot of these stories and encounters on my Facebook. If anyone wants to check me out there, Michelle Cos, feel free to follow me. Heaps of beautiful photos and incredible stories of God um, there. But here I encountered my fourth encounter with death and, you know, a second dodged bullet. So I came to Everest Base Camp, beautiful day. It was a wonderful moment to reach that and just to sit in it and go, a month ago I was like a mess on the concrete, blood everywhere. And now I'm here, you know, <laughs> on, top of, on top of the world. And I left there, I had energy, a beautiful day, you know, skip back to the, you know, come down to the next village, had my late lunch, Nepalese curry, and I'm sitting there. And then I started to go rapidly downhill. Like um, I just lost all, I could barely move. I could barely speak. My heart rate was dropping, plummeting. I, my head was just crushing. I was feeling dizzy. And I checked my blood oxygen. It's like 55. Check it again. 52. Check it again. 50. Mm. 48. It was dropping quick. So mm. I just made this snap decision. I've got to get out of here. I was praying. So you were on, you were climbing a mountain at this stage? So I'd hit my destination, yeah, so base camp, and, and I'd just lunch. come back down, like just a little bit, you know, just like an hour's walk, come yeah. back and had some lunch. Had some lunch. Mm -hmm. Had yeah. some lunch. And then There's you no went, reason for my blood to just drop at this point. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just yeah. this freak thing. I'd had no acclimatisation heading up. Yes, five days is a rapid, pretty rapid ascent mm. to get to that sort of altitude. So maybe not so smart there. And I wasn't taking a kind of like medication yeah. for altitude, but I'd been feeling good is the point. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling good at that mm -hmm. point, but I just had this rapid and I'd been much higher the day before yeah. as well. And the day before that. So I made this snap decision to descend, do a rapid descent. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon by this stage. Put my pack on, like I from going to hardly being able to move or talk. I was carrying a pack and descending the mountain through this glacial scree, which is like gravel and silica dust and really unpleasant walking. And I got lost in this mess of gravel. So it's like dusk, about minus 15, 10 or 15 degrees. I'm wearing everything I had. I'm lost on the edge of a mountain. There's no one, no people. Oh. I don't take data. I don't, when I go to the mountain and I, I go bush, I don't have data. Um, I had no way of contacting. It's just, I've got God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I check my blood oxygen and it's at 30. Now to put this in context, like where our blood oxygen right now would be 100. Mm -hmm. Below 90, it's not good. Below 70, it's bad. Mm. 40, you are having a stroke and brain damage. Oh, no. 20, mm. you're in a coma. 10, you're dead. You're dead. Yep. And I'm at 30. Yep. Oh, <laughs> the side no. of, like it's about as hopeless as it gets, lost on the side of Mount Everest yep. with the dark coming wow. and no contact. Anyway, praying, God, carry me, carry me, carry me. I found the trail, kept on going. It was like my legs were not my own as I'm descending, doing this rapid descent. And as sunset comes, the 
sky just became this crazy area. So I had these like pink clouds swirling around me and the mountains on my left lit up like the gates of heaven. Oh, wow. There's a verse in uh, Revelation, I think it's 21.10, which just describes this, and I put the verse on my Facebook, describes this moment so accurately. There were like the gates of heaven with the mountains right wow. there. And here I was being taken right past them carried by angels because it was not possible what was happening, mm. you know, in this, mm. I know it's like a, a spiritual battle was happening above me. Wow. And I, the night descended and I continued to descend during the night, passing through the memorial for people who had died in the, in the, in the mountains there, passing through the tombstones. Wow. Very, you passed right through this, kept on going and eventually, you know, well after pitch black dark, I walked into... The that sounds village. like the shadow of the valley. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It sounds like you literally, <laughs> yeah, passed through, pass through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. yeah. It was just the most surreal moment of my, you know, time of my life. Walked into this tea house, downed, you know, a litre of ginger tea and, like, passed out. Next day, I woke up <laughs> alive. <laughs> no, like, feeling good. And my blood oxygen back off to 70. Praise the Lord. Just incredible. And just he literally carried you day. down the mountain. Literally carried me down the mountain. So do you reckon the, my the brain. food made you weak or something? Or? No, no, no. It was just it, the altitude. No, oh, not that, food Just poison, the altitude. The altitude. So it was altitude sickness. So it was the oh altitude which has caused the blood oxygen mm. to drop. Oh, right. But. Yes, so normally you would go up very incrementally. And you take medication. And you can you? take medication to assist you with yes. the side yeah. effects. Yeah. Um, I know I know some yeah. people who have climbed, well, I know one guy, just one guy, not some people, one guy, <laughs> well, two now, so I can say some people, but I do know one guy and he was explaining to me that um, you get like base camps and then you, you camp there for a couple of days and your body gets used to yeah. um, the, the altitude. And apparently there's some exercises you can do with a type of mask or something like that before you go up there. Oh, you could use, get yourself used yeah. to low oxygen yeah, conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah to yeah. really train. And you so never you just, know how you're going to respond yeah, to low right. oxygen. If so you had experience. none of that training. You just. No, I just, God called me, so I just went. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Big faith. Yeah, Big no, trust. I love that. Just went. But that's that's yeah. amazing. So angels just carried amazing. you down. You went through the, the shadow, the, the <laughs> valley, the shadow, the valley, the valley of the shadow of death. You saw the pearly gates. God I saw said, the that's pearly not, gates. That's not for you now. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. But we're going. We're going yeah, somewhere yeah. else. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. That's so awesome. Yeah. So this all happened within four months. That was four consecutive months: July, August, September, October last year. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. And then I had another attack on my life only two weeks ago mm. crazy as this is so I can't believe how many times I've dodged a bullet and it's extremely humbling to think that only by God's grace and miraculous hand that I am here today yeah. so it came on my heart very strongly over Sunday afternoon when I was out praying in the gardens it's my prayer sanctuary in the gardens um, to go summit the 15 highest peaks of Australia so I went home and I packed my pack 
instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pack my bag, my tent, my sleeping bag, some food. I was going to do this over three days. And the next morning I headed off to Kosciuszko National Park, which from Melbourne is around nine-hour, ten-hour drive in my slow little van. Got there and it's like there's so much snow. I was not expecting so much snow. I mean, I should have expected there'd be snow, but I just didn't <laughs> think it through. Anyway, I headed there and I, I headed off on my walk. I was a bit so, I mean, it was a lot harder going than I was expecting, but it was pretty with the snow. I didn't have mm. snowshoes or um, skis, just my normal hiking boots and sticks. So hiking along, summit one, two, Three, four, five, six. I'm approaching my seventh summit by about it's about 1:30 in the afternoon. Already done 20k's. This is Mount Townsend, the second highest mountain in Australia, so over 2,000 meters. I'm not sure the exact altitude. And as I'm coming up this slope, there's this rumbling and grumbling. It's this really disconcerting, ominous sound. It's either a landslide or a thunderstorm. Neither of these are great. Mm. There's no one else. I'm the craziest one. (laughs) There's no one else. It's a total whiteout. The whole mountain's snow, the whole valley's snow. So I head up and I hit the summit and I'm face-to-face with this giant thunderstorm. Like the cloud's right there in front of me. It's not raining on me like it's raining below it. But I'm like see the cloud. I'm Facing the cloud. I'm not raining. It's not raining on me, but it's like right there. underneath the cloud. Wow. And just as I hit the top, my phone must have come back into reception and I didn't have it on flight mode and my sister called. So we had a two-minute chat and my last words to her were, I love you. Then I jump off the trig and I picked up my hiking sticks and then my plait. I have very long hair. It's past my waist. I had a long plait over my shoulder and my plait lifted up vertically, being pulled into this cloud. Oh, my God. I was like, what's going on? I was like a bit amused. <laughs> my head's standing on it. Um, and then <laughs> there was this sound and I froze. And it was the sound of like a foil chip packet being crunched over and over. Crackle, crunch, 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 crackle, 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 crackle. And that was my body crackling, 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 and I had this split second of, like, curiosity, split second of realisation. Like, I was the highest conductive thing by anyone on Mount Kosciuszko in the whole of Australia. Like, I was just lined up. I was getting lined up for, you know, that split second of realisation that I was being lined up for a direct hit of lightning, and I just threw my sticks and I launched myself off the, essentially the cliff of this mountain. Wow. Hoping I would slide on the snow. So it's maybe like this vertical. Yeah. Barely, barely is, more than 90 like degrees. This is movie. Yeah. And I slid <laughs> down this 90 meter drop in a matter of seconds. And I hit that valley and I started bolting. And Psalm 91 was right on my heart and it says, the Lord is my refuge. And I was screaming, the Lord is my refuge, screaming <laughs> yes. at the top of my lungs. like I was, And I'm running, you know, like my life depended on it. I'm like, Lord, you promised and I'm calling on your promise now. You said if we cried that cry, you would send your angels and there would be no harm. And I'm calling on you now, send your angels, <laughs> the enemy's after me. Sprinting through this valley and eventually through a mountain range and I lost the storm cloud. 
Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> it's raining by now. I decided to push through. Wow. How many kilometers were you running? I don't know how far I ran. A few. Yeah. A few. Through wow. the snow. Yeah. Total you would have had up. adrenaline. Adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as so I came past Mount Kosciuszko, I'm heading for the hut. It was a hut down across the valley. So I'm heading for Kosciuszko. And as I reached Kosciuszko, the highest mountain in Australia, so just a few metres taller than Mount Townsend, um, I just, the storm, had, the rain had stopped, so I decided to just, oh, just pop up there um, at another summit. <laughs> <laughs> and as I'm walking up, I paused and I turned around and there was a rainbow. Mm. And it just hit my heart so strongly, just that reminder that God keeps his Yes. yes, and I had called on his promise and his word had been my sword in that moment when I needed it and, yeah, so that was beautiful. Pushed through back to the van, made it back there by the end of the day, 35 kilometres, 1,500 metres altitude. I had like with a full pack in snow, my ankles, knees and hips were like the sorest I'd ever been in my life. <laughs> but I was back in my van. It was safe. I wasn't going to stay out there another day. And oh, after I'd come off Kosciuszko, the storm came back, like snow, hail, hit out in the hut and pushed through. And I get to my van and I grab my Bible, God, give me a word, please give me a word. And I opened it to Psalm 40 and in the first verse is the words I heard your cry, wow. which I just wow. think is just like, wow. He's real, people. Oh, yes. He's real. <laughs> so real. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, just, again, deeply humbled, you know, that that my life has been spared. Yeah. Wow. It's so amazing. Mm. He is real, isn't he? He is real, yeah. Yeah. How can you even argue yeah. with how real he is yeah, yeah. after that? Yeah. Of course. I mean, I guess what's something you would tell someone, a viewer that's looking to, or maybe they, they, they're, they're curious or they're looking to um to find Jesus or they're searching for God. Yeah. I would say seek the Lord while you can and call upon him while he is near. That's a verse from Isaiah 55:6. And he promises that when we seek him, we will find him. Mm. And he promises us and he keeps his promises every single one. The greatest reward when we seek him, and that is God himself. And my life is a testimony to yeah. that. Like to encounter God and to encounter that joy and that peace and all that he has, everything pales in significance to that. Like, like he is everything and everything that is of this world is just nothing. It's so meaningless in yes. comparison. So I would say seek him while you can, and I say that because tomorrow is not guaranteed that's right as someone who in three crazy freak incidents where I could have lost my life I know <laughs> too well that tomorrow is not guaranteed mm. and then in the second sense of that these are the end days I think there's no question of that these are the end that's days right. and Jesus Christ could return at any moment and separate the sheep from the goats and judgment days upon us we're out of time so I, that's my advice. Seek him. Seek him. Read the Bible. Talk to him and just surrender and see 
what unfolds in your life. It's seriously the greatest adventure ever. <laughs> yes. Well, and I can feel the Holy yeah, Spirit. <laughs> yeah. The so greatest good. adventure ever. So beautiful. Your testimony is really powerful and I'm sure it would bless so many people. And we're so grateful that you're able to make some time to come and share that with our listeners and our viewers. Yes. Oh, so it's grateful. amazing to be here yeah. and all glory, all glory to God that, yeah, yeah. we share these stories. But, yeah, you're, you are, you're a coach, so you've got a website and that's... Um, MichelleCos.com, Michelle with a double L. Yeah. You can also find me on Instagram, MichelleCos underscore, and also on Facebook, uh, again, Michelle you're welcome to follow me there and I share a lot I really like Facebook as a platform because I love sharing photos mm-hmm. in the grid and the story and the narrative in that way so yeah I would encourage you to follow me there as well and I do on my website there is travel guides and hike guides and about getting started in solo hiking because I love that but there's also a lot of personal writing as well um, about my experiences with heartbreak my testimonies there and things like that so you would love for you to check it out. Awesome. That's so good. Shall we close this episode? I think I think so. I think yeah, if you're if you're um yeah, head over to her yeah. to her um to her webpage um and be inspired um by her and what she's got to offer and yeah, if you if you feel lost and you feel like you, you know, you're, you've recently been divorced and you don't know how to get back on track. Um, Michelle's your she's 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 your girl. You don't go. need to make the same mistakes I did. I can <laughs> we can fast track those and we can work through all the stuff and yeah. That's right. <laughs> make your old ceiling your new floor or for me it's like it's the basement, ten floors down. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you guys for watching us Um, and if you're listening to our podcast, we love you guys um, and we love that you guys have tuned in and given us time. Um, Please, if you like this content, hit that subscribe button, smash it down, the little bell as well, and we'll keep making content to come to you. Information more about us, comment um, down below and we'll see you on the next one of what God has done. Thank you for listening to our podcast. That's it for today. If you like our content, please click like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now.